0: You know, the great thing about hosting a transfer pricing podcast in the middle of a pandemic is that it lets you vicariously feel like a globetrotter. And where on this beautiful planet will I, Matthew DeMello, host of The Fiona Show, Cross-Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing in the News podcast, be taking you listeners today? First, there's the exotic luster of the Brazilian Amazon for updates on digital tax and safe harbor harmonization. Then there's the Great Barrier Reef that protects Australia's economic ecosystem from thin capitalization. And hey, look, Airbnb is also making a guest spot on this rundown. So I guess that means we can stay anywhere we want, so long as it's someone's third apartment. They're all waterfront studios if we just use our imaginations, people. But first, we have to pay some bills. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross-Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. For our first stop, if you want to know where transfer pricing is heading in Brazil, the picture just got a lot more complicated. First, the Brazilian tax authority, that's Recita Federal, issued a joint invitation with the OECD asking for public contributions in researching how best to harmonize safe harbors in the country's current transfer pricing rules with OECD guidelines. It's a little odd, not just because who crowdsources transfer pricing legislation, but also because a December 2019 final assessment on the overall OECD Brazil transfer pricing harmonization project concluded that safe harbors were actually the backbone of Brazil's ability to ensure simple procedures and greater legal certainty in their tax regime. But as the country pursues larger tax reforms that curtail all indirect taxes into a single one, things were bound to get awkward. Elsewhere in the government, lower house speaker Rodrigo Maia shot down any possibility of supporting a digital services tax for the foreseeable future amid pressure to raise government revenue in the wake of coronavirus. Maia told the press, Brazil cannot, quote, enter this nightmare of creating taxes at every crisis, unquote. Meanwhile, at press time, legislators across the world told reporters that speaker Maia can, quote, hold their caprinha. And speaking of digital service taxes, beleaguered rental unicorn Airbnb has come out in support of a global digital tax regime that is, quote, applied across borders and simple to comply with, unquote. Considering the intricate politics of the pillar one and two proposals, to put it politely, it's hard to tell from Airbnb's announcement what specific policies they're getting behind, as none of them seem to imply simple compliance. Still, experts are calling the Airbnb coup a boon for bridging gaps between Europe and the United States on outstanding items throughout the DST debate. But as with many self-inflicting calls for higher taxes from profitable internet companies, this sort of predicates a game of whose good side are these people trying to get on today? But given how much Airbnb has taken a tsunami of losses and legal headaches amid the pandemic, I guess that makes the answer anyone and everyone's? in a world full of credit and debit cards. Being that guy not having cash on hand, isn't the personal faux pas that it used to be. But in macroeconomics, governments will just never be fans of multinationals skating by on the skin of their thin capitalizations, which is why you can leave it to the ATO to bring out the arm's length standard to test whether multinationals are carrying around potentially crippling amounts of debt. Under new guidance released earlier this month, the maximum debt the ATO will allow is either the greatest of a safe Harbor debt amount or 60% of the ME's assets, a worldwide gearing debt amount or the amount in ME's assets are financed by debt versus equity, or lastly, an arm's length debt amount. Now, that last item might seem straightforward to transfer pricing folks, but it comes with two distinct tests. The first is called the borrower's test and asks how much debt an entity should reasonably be expected to have. The second, or the lender's test, asks if financial institutions should be reasonably expected to lend that amount if the lender and borrower are operating at, you guessed it, arm's length. But why three options? It gives leeway to industries like oil and gas that live and die on higher debt-to-asset ratios that would give other industries nightmares. Bottom line, unless your business is Texas tea, keep your Australian entities' books filled with the other black gold. Ink, that is. Did you get that last one? Because... Oil is black gold. And then when you're not in debt, you use... Okay. You're all well-educated corporate executives, so never mind. Love your global transfer pricing headlines and reg change updates with a side of dad jokes that land at least two-thirds... Of the time, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Love listening to hours of in-depth conversations with transfer pricing experts about the very stories you hear on this program. Check out our long-form anchor podcast, The Fiona Show. I'm Matthew Demello, and I have tricked the world's largest independent transfer pricing firm into letting me host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Our executive producer, Marilyn Mitchum Strom, is out this week on a well-deserved break. Otherwise, the jokes would be funnier. Stay safe out there, folks, wear a mask, and maybe soon we can all go globetrotting for real?